Hello, I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast, brought to you in partnership with Evo by Audient. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs, and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio. That's right, the dream studio that our guests create will be one that they have to live with for eternity. But even in our forever fantasy studio, we have some rules. Our guests will select a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. Those are freebies. We will let everybody choose those. Then our guests will be able to choose only six other bits of studio gear, plus one non-studio related luxury item. And there is one more rule. Yeah. What is it, Chris? We know. There it is, absolutely, positively, no bundles. Choosing a package of separate software or hardware as a single item is not allowed. Correct. Today, we have Danish, Egyptian DJ, producer and singer Ashiba, who has been releasing vocal forward house music on majors and dance labels such as Spinin and Anjuna Beats since 2013. That's right, she's also built a huge following in South America, even moving to Brazil, but returned to Copenhagen when the pandemic hit. Her brand of house music sees her tackling production, writing and vocal duties and her latest track, Get To Know Me, is out on Danny Howard's Nothing Else Matters label. And, crucially, we understand that Sheba is an avid listener of the show. Yes, we have a fan. That is a big deal for us. Awesome. So, let's get to it. This is My Forever Studio with Ashiba. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. What an, what an intro. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And, and uh, joining us from Brazil today. So, back to Brazil. Yes, at the moment in Brazil on tour and um, enjoying the sunshine because I heard it's yeah. pretty cold in Europe. So for me right now, I'm, I'm fine with being here in the sunshine. <laughs> I have to say, sticking up for the UK today, it's a beautiful day outside and we're, we're rocking a strong 16, 17 degrees. It's crazy. Ooh, I heard yeah. that. I heard yeah, things I are turning around. So now like, yeah. I'm, I'm going back in a month. So it's perfect timing. I'm just going to yeah. get exactly when things start becoming comfortable. Nice. So, fan of the podcast, you know the score. Yes. Let's start with where you would put this studio in the world. It's funny because uh, you guys know I've been listening to the podcast and I love it. And every time I listen, I'm like, where? I've actually been thinking about this question for a while because if I ever came on, I would like to <laughs> kind of be prepared. But I've, and I've, I've decided because I've, had, I've lived a lot of places. I've lived in Egypt. I've lived in Brazil, the States and so on. One thing that they all have in common that I love, I love to be able to disconnect. I love the city. I love living in the city, but I love when I create music, um, which I do a lot of it with my partner, to disconnect and kind of go somewhere where there's a nature feel. But I still want to be close to the city. So I decided that I'm going to choose an island called Ilha Bela, which is outside of Sao Paulo. It's an absolutely stunning island. It's like a small ferry, like it's a drive and then in a ferry. But the view there, I played there last year and it's absolutely mind blowing. So I'm going to go and put a studio right there on the water in Ilha Bela outside of Sao Paulo. Wow. Wow. That is, <laughs> that is a well prepared, sp- strong, I yes. don't really know what to say. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> uh- <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of this right now. This is proper dream island situation. Right. It's actually a, a really beautiful place. There's a couple of sp- beach clubs there and they do a lot of parties. Mm. But um, you're close enough to the city, but you still get that very Brazilian, beautiful, like, water and, and the, the tropical and it's warm and it's, people are super nice. Mm. So it's, it's a really nice getaway. Wow. 
And what's the actual vibe of the the, the building and the, the place you put in the studio? I mean, are we going beach hut vibes or are we going? Lots of windows. I want natural light. I'm a I'm a sucker for natural light. I've had different studios through the years, and a lot of them with boys, and they love to be in like a lot of them love to be in a basement when there's like no windows <laughs> for some reason. Uh, yes, which is great, but. When you've been there for a bunch of hours, you feel like a zombie coming out. You don't mm-hmm. really know yeah. what's going on outside, which can be good. But for me, I just that natural light and that it just so lots of windows, um, simple, very minimalistic, um, which I do, I do, which is very Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of everything, but it, with a touch of colors from my Arabic side. So I'm going to take a little bit of everything and kind of just mix all the cultures that I have engraved in me. <laughs> I already know that this is going to be one of the best looking studios that that we've had from those influences. What do you reckon, Will? Easily. I'm very happy to hear that. If I get there, I'll make sure I send you guys a photo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That sounds like one of the best ones we've had. And where are you putting it on the island? The specific location has not been determined yet, um, but I would definitely uh, choose... There is one side of the island that's a little bit more quiet, um, where all the parties aren't and everything that's a little bit secluded. So it's probably going to be on that side. I'm not sure okay. where it is geographically, but it's somewhere. And is that near the water where you would place your... Yes. your okay. The sound of the waves. I, I lived here when we first moved to Brazil. I lived near the water and that sound every day of the waves. Just, mm. It's just incredible. It's good as well because the sound of waves comes up a lot. But there's no bundles, so you have to have the natural waves, no plugins, no bundles. There you go. <laughs> that was a stretch, that joke, sorry. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> right, so okay. the, the building itself, though, so you say you want loads of natural light and something sort of, uh, <clears throat> you say, uh, minimal. Um, I'm a big fan of the underpinned 1960s cliff top uh, situations. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it's what I was thinking. Super villain kind of vibe. That's super what you're into, villain. Isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Very like wide, spacious, and and maybe not too high to the ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, it's been funny because I started watching this uh, series on Netflix called Extraordinary Homes or something. It was like about yeah, architecture, and they actually had exactly that kind of house, which was one of my favorites. Love it. So we'll go with that one. We'll go with that one. Nice. Okay, if you're happy. Yeah, I'm happy. No, I'm very okay. happy. I'm already halfway okay. there, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, let's get to uh, the, the three free items. Uh, we can whiz through these. So we've got a computer, an audio interface, and a DAW. So what what have we got here in the studio? I think computer-wise, I'm going to go with the new muscle machine, the Mac Studio, mm. I think. Because usually I go for a MacBook. I, well, I use Mac. Um, because I travel a lot and I like to be flexible. But since this is probably the most stunning studio I'm ever going to have, I'm not going to want to go anywhere. So I'll we'll go with the Mac Studio for the computer for sure. Okay, nice like choice. a real muscle machine, fill it up all the way. I've never spec'd one of these before. I'll, I'll do this in the background while you guys. Yeah, I think the previous record was something like fifty-eight, fifty-eight thousand pounds. The last one we yeah, spec'd it was before this one was released, yeah. something like that. So see if see if we can. Take it over the $60,000 mark. Let's go for it. Okay, and um, let's talk about your audio interface then of, of your dreams in your Fantasy Forever studio. I mean, what do you use now and what, what would you have in your Fantasy studio? I use UAD mm-hmm. because it just never fails. And it's, I know that we, there's no bundles. I know that. Mm. So mm-hmm. yep, hypothetically yep. speaking, I'm not allowed to bring all my 
my um, plugins, am I? Mm-mm. No. No, just what comes with the interface. What comes with the interface, like, which uh, is more than enough, yeah. I feel. It's more than enough. So I'm I'm gonna go with the with the UAD. So are you gonna go for a, a twin, an Apollo twin, or are you gonna go for something a bit bigger? I'm gonna go for something a bit bigger. The new one that came out. I used to have the one, the one that's on the rack. I don't remember what it's called. It's like the Apollo Eight or something like that. Yes, it? the Apollo Eight. Thank you. And I just want something that's a little bit more flexible. And the new mm. Apollo that came out with a little bit more because the Apollo Twin is limited with how much, how many channels. Mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit frustrating that you constantly have to change. So I would probably choose the new one, which I don't remember the name of. Oh, is that the desktop one with four chan- with four ins? Is that the one? Yes, that one. Apollo X4, yeah. The Apollo X4, yes. Let's go for the Apollo X4. Nice choice. Very nice choice. Nice. And uh, DAW of choice. I mean, have you always used the same door no. for your entire career so far, music making? I started with Logic, because Mm. I was doing vocals in the beginning um, of my career, mostly. So I learned how to work with that uh, in Logic. Mm. And then producing, I started producing in Ableton because it's a lot more flexible uh, with my style of music, at least I I felt. So Mm. I've been doing vocals here, but then now with the new Ableton and things, things are a lot easier. So, but I still haven't gone over, I still do the same thing. And now you know how they say that old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. You want to switch, yeah. but you know, if it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I'm giving you all the good, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the cliches. We, we, it's fine. All the cliches. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. why not? I think I'm going to go with the, Apo- um, I mean the Ableton because mm-hmm. with the new capabilities now it's, I just need to get my ass together and start just doing everything in Ableton. So this is a good, this is a good opportunity. What are those things that you were doing in Logic? Are you talking about like vocal production stuff you're still doing in Logic then or? Yes, comping so on and, 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 right. and all my vocal production I was doing in, in Logic. I think it's just because I got used to it. Um, so I wanted to kind of just stay there, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, but now and I felt like I tried to before Ableton 11 I tried to record in Ableton and it was just not as flexible as Logic was. Mm. So I kind of just, but now it actually, I've been testing it and it works, but I still love, because I have all my vocal chains and everything and everything set in my templates. And mm-hmm. it's just, I like when I have an idea, I just can turn on my computer, my, my DAW and everything and just, and then just start working. I don't want to have to reinvent everything. So... But this is a good opportunity to start fresh. Indeed. Yeah, and as always, you have forever to figure it out. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good opportunity. And on the island, I mean, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to have all the time in the world. I'll get some sun in between breaks, you know. Yeah, it's fine. And I guess that, that point, though, the point at which you went from uh, Logic to Ableton, was that marking yeah. a point in your career where you were shifting into production, did you say? Is that sort of... Yes. And... So what, what was it looking like before you found yourself in Ableton then? Because were you delivering your own vocals? Uh, were you producing your own vocals at that point and then moving yes. into production? What was that path like for you? I'm intrigued to, to hear. Yes, for sure. It, it, it was super interesting because I started writing music since I was like seven years old, eight mm. years old. And I was living in Cairo and everything. And then when I moved to Copenhagen a little, little bit later in, in life, I wanted to start 
recording and I want to start to understand the whole, you know, concept of how I can get my music. So I started working with a producer that I got to know, a really sweet mm. guy, and he kind of showed me ro the ropes when it came to logic and recording and everything. So I kind of mm. started there. I think that in the studio, things can be very overwhelming if you just stack them up. So I wanted to try mm. to take things one at a time. And I wasn't completely ready to learn the whole process of how to work with the production side on the music side. I just wanted to focus on vocals. So I mm. spent like pretty much a year, year and a half, probably to just completely focusing on how to record my own vocals, how to work mm. with vocal production, how to record other vocals, all these things. Mm -hmm. And then once I started really getting into that and I was working, usually producers would send me tracks and then I would work on them and so on. I started feeling, I was like, ah, I would probably change that baseline. I would probably maybe do this in the arrangement. Mm -hmm. I would probably, so then it was started triggering that side of me. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, I need to learn this. And then I did a lot of research and my impression was that Ableton was by far the, also the, the easiest, but not the easiest, but also when you wanted to do a live setup, it's mm -hmm. much better to yeah. use for a live performance. So I was like, okay, let's tackle this. So I kind of started that way and then I just started slowly learning. Nice. Love that journey. Yeah. Okay. And have we specced up this Mac then, Will? What are we... Um, disappointing news, gang. Uh-oh. It's, it's only <laughs> eight grand. Only 8,000 pounds. The, the most oh, really? specced what? out Mac studio. Although we will need a, a, like a screen, I guess. But Yeah, that's another eight grand. Well, you never know. It's Apple, so it could be. But how... Why... I, I can't believe I'm saying this because it's still eight grand. But why is it so cheap, Will? Because the other ones were crazy. Um, I think because it doesn't have any space for... Uh, like PCI uh, cards and stuff. So, because it's such a small thing and it's all system on a chip, the M1 stuff is mm -hmm. very compact. Right. Um, so you can't sort of spec it out with loads and loads of graphics cards, for instance. That was one of the ways you could like get the get ah. the money right up there. And also, I haven't installed uh, Final Cut Pro or Logic because that will be a bundle. Yeah, no bundles, no bundles. Um, okay. Well, disappointing. Eight thousand pounds, but like, yeah. It's, I mean, still, it's going to be a monster, though, isn't it, still? So it's got 64 cores of GPU, 20 <laughs> cores of CPU, and a 32-core okay. neural engine. Okay. Don't know exactly what that's going to do for music, but it's there. Who knows? That's I, a lot of cores. Exactly. And I was just, when I saw it, I was like, when I saw it, I was like, I should just try that. Why not? Yeah. Because people have been talking about it and stuff. But to be honest... The MacBooks today, they're, they're so solid and they work so well. Yeah. So it really, it's, it's just a matter because this is Forever Studio. So we're just living it up a little bit. Yeah. Love it. Get those, get all the cores you can. Yeah. Why not? Um, <laughs> okay. So we've got the freebies in. We've mm -hmm. got this, the spec'd out Mac and we've got this lovely island life started. Mm -hmm. uh, let's move on to item number one. Item number one. We're going to need some monitors for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also, because I thought about it, because sometimes I've heard some of your guests, they talk about their like monitors, headphones, which ones. And in this situation, because vocals is such a big part of what I do, I'm going to need both. Oh, two items. Mm. Okay, let's go. Let's All go. Right. Item one and two then. Let's do it. Let's start with the headphones, because I've actually tried these and they're incredible. The Sennheiser HD 800S. Very nice. I know that they're not recording headphones, in, but I can work with them because they just sound so incredible. 
Are they open back headphones? Yeah. Yeah. They're also like over a thousand dollars. Extremely expensive. And the reason I've tried them, it's a funny story. The reason I've tried them is my father-in-law is like a complete sound nerd. So every time I go to his house, he's bought some kind, he's a retired doctor now. So he's bought some kind of gadget that I need to try. So he's got the most insane collection of headphones because he just loves to listen to music, which I think is incredible. That's because that's probably me when I get old. Um, but I get to try all these things without having to buy them, which is amazing. Great. It's like your dealer. Yeah. Exactly. It's incredible. So he had these and I tried them last time I was there. And I was, they sound, they were, they were so incredible. I just, so I was like, I have them on my bucket list. And then when I was invited to this, to this podcast, I was like, okay, I'm going to get them no matter what, (laughs) because then I have them. So let's start with them as my number one. Love that. Excellent. But so you can't use them for tracking. So will you just use like what your i'll just tape my head in or something i don't know <laughs> or some gaffa or something okay, okay. I don't yeah, know. yeah i'll make it work <laughs> like tape a pillow around it your head or something it's fine yeah something like that yeah. you know just yeah. or make a helmet like a homemade helmet, <laughs> a helmet. of some kind or, or i don't know like something that can uh, lock me in a special recording helmet <laughs> yes i like it why is nobody doing it yeah why is nobody making recording out and it could have the helmet could have like a big acoustic like flap at the front so it comes with a built-in microphone oh like the isovox booth like the isovox booth but you wear it all as a giant helmet (laughs) it will probably be a little bit heavy so i probably need some like support from the back so i don't like kind of but i think it's a great idea let's talk about releasing this product the my forever studio iso helmet yes i feel like it's going to be a lot of singers getting extremely strong necks yeah very yeah you need to good shoulders, uh, those swimmer shoulders. Yeah, you, know? you need yeah. to be bit, built like meatloaf to be able to uh, use them. <laughs> I can't imagine Celine Dion; she'd be too frail, too frail for it. No, but I think that you can, you know, like kind of with tents, how you kind of mount. Oh yes, the straps mm, down. Yeah. you could have like like a hammock kind of um, situation. I, yeah, yeah. But I would like to uh, be a part of this. Um, this production so of course of course oh, yeah. Okay. yeah 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 of course this is like uh dragon's den for musicians here we've we've done it yes it's it's, it's happening amazing i'm investing <laughs> i'm sure that i would i'm sure that i would make it work somehow in some way uh so i can track with it but i just they, they just sound so incredible so i was just like that's yeah. gonna be it well you can always track with like your your head your your iphone kind of ipod headphone type things we we allow those to have like in-ear pods you know that came with your phone or something if you needed to item number two your monitors i guess yes and actually i'm not prepared which is really stupid because like i've had time to think that because i've listened to your podcast and a lot of the different and and i think it's because monitors for me i'm not as picky i right now for example i'm sitting with uh, iLouds, the micro monitors, which I was quite impressed about when you travel, how incredible they are mm. um, because I travel so much. So I have a really small setup. So I have those. I have my Apollo. I have my laptop. I have my microphone. I have my little MIDI keyboard and I can pretty much do whatever I want anywhere. 
So I haven't been super picky um, uh, about monitors. So I'm just, I'm going to go with the ones that I have in my studio, which are the Adams, um, the seven. Oh. Xs, A7X? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I, I, we can definitely uh, upsell some dreams here. Come on, Will. That's what I'm thinking. Upsell your dreams. We've got to have some big, big Adams. Help I, a girl out here. Okay, so there are some big ones. I'm, mm-hmm. I bet they've got I'm a mem- lovely... They've, oh, they're definitely going to have a really catchy name, aren't they, Will? They always do. These are the S6X. Oh, okay. That is, that is relatively catchy for monitor names, to be fair. It is. Relatively catchy for a monitor name, yeah. But it's, um, this is built into the wall. This is a soffit-mounted monitor. Yeah, nice. Is that okay for you? I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so the, yeah, the S6Xs, they are, if memory serves, an extraordinary amount of money. Uh, they're in the sort of $40,000 bracket. Yeah, um, yeah. So we really upscaled our dream there. That makes up for the cheap-ass Mac. <laughs> yeah. Cheap-ass £8,000 Mac. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I do have another item that I know that's going to be up there too, so I've saved it a little bit. Oh, excellent. But um, question on the on the monitors then. What, so mm-hmm. you must have worked in a fair few studios um, with big, big monitors. How, how do you find that experience versus working off something like the iLoud? And which iLouds do you have? Do you have the, the MTMs or do you have the, the little... The little, little ones. The little ones. The little ones. The first ones that came, I think the MTMs were, came out later, but the first That's ones right, yeah. came out. Yeah. And mm. um, I got, because I was traveling so much and I was, mm. every time I came to Brazil, I had to buy a pair of monitors and then I sold them again and, and because I was here six months, six months sometimes. And so my friend told me, that they were like, hey, you need to check these out. And I was like, mm. so I saw them out. They, they were super cheap. So I was like, okay, that's, this must be kind of bullshit. Like, you know, yeah. and... So I bought them and I was really impressed. And they've got this cute little bag. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's perfect. When I produce, I produce either my headphones or on smaller, like with the volume kind of down. And so I'm not the kind of person that really thinks about the size or the amount of of volume that comes out of this monitor. So actually, I prefer the smaller setup. And I love that. I love that they're super flexible and they can set them up and whenever I feel creative. But this is the Forever Studio, so we're going to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can have these with me when I'm not in my Forever Studio. So, <laughs> um, so let's, let's stick to the plan. I think we're on, a, we're on the right, uh, right road right now. Okay, well, let's move up that road to item number three. I think we need to go into the whole microphone scenario because mm. that's a very important one. Yeah. And this has been a great one the SM7B on the road, just traveling and so on. I think it's it's a really solid mic. It works, but we're in the Forever Studio. In the studio, I use the Manly reference, which I think wow. is a yeah. beautiful mic. But I was like, okay, I can get the microphone one of, of my dreams here. So mm-hmm. what are we going for? So, um, and I actually haven't tried any of the telephone, uh, what's it called? Microphones, the 251s. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that, if you're going to, like, I have a friend of mine, he has actually, I was supposed to be in a studio this week testing them with him. Um, <laughs> but because my visa is not finished, I couldn't go back to Denmark. So that's why I'm, oh. I'm still in Brazil. Right. Um, but he has like three of them because he couldn't decide which one he wanted. 
so yeah he's has a lot of money he's so it's <laughs> it's good to have that kind of friend yeah um so i'm gonna go for one of those do we do we know the guy do we know the the studio guy his name is rune rask okay this guy is one of the most amazing producers in denmark and he's so humble and so you know underplayed like he has this incredible studio he's built that's like 400 square meters with a, like a wine cellar and oh. and like an insane studio he's which, built his forever um, studio already basically he he did actually he was <laughs> here in brazil a couple of weeks ago um to visit and to just have like a wanted to be a little bit creative and travel and we started talking and i asked him he's like i'm not moving this is my forever studio it has everything i've ever wanted And I told him about your podcast. And so he's, I think he's listening, he started listening to it now. Excellent. Uh, hey. Yeah. I've been like, every time I speak to a producer, I'm like, have you heard this podcast? They're like, oh. no, I'm like, go listen to it. Trust me, it's worth it. And I'm so surprised that they didn't know about it because it's such a great podcast. Oh, thank you. We, we, thank we, you very it, much. The word is spreading slowly. I'm spreading about half of that. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, doing my best yeah. I can. <laughs> we deeply appreciate it. All the work. You should get, be getting an affiliate uh, commission yeah. on that. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, we already created a helmet, so we're halfway there. <laughs> That's exactly. true. Yeah. Exactly. So we are going for the man. No, the Telefunken two five one. Is that what we were? Yes. Doing? Let's go with that. Yes, but there are a couple of different because, as far as I understood, some of them are a little bit more vintage, like the sound wise, mm -hmm. and, and depending on what. So, I've been a little bit unsure of where I wanted to go with which one, but I think. As far as I, we're going to stick with the ELA M251E. Okay. And, and what, do, what, does, what does your voice prefer microphone-wise? Like, what, what does a mic need for your voice, if you know what I mean? Like, do you like sizzly? Do you like, you know? I have a very deep voice. Um, I have a very, like, a dark, deep voice. So um, what I love about the Manly one, which I worked with for a while, is that it's, it's really crisp, it's really clean, it's really... It's just overall a really, really great mic. I don't have a necessarily a reference with how, because I try to do as much as I can in the production side of things. That's kind of how I, I get to where I want to go. Mm -hmm. um, but So you're looking for something that doesn't really color your voice too much. It just... Exactly. It, that I yeah. can, yeah. So I feel like it's been a really great relationship that I've had with that mic, the Manly mic and this one, the, the SM7. But, but since we're living it up, I'd like to try to test And I'm going to test it when I get back home. So I might have made the right choice already. <laughs> I think so. I think it's 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 not going to be it's not going to be a bad choice. That mic is it? No, like, I'm guessing that we're 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 pretty like you know it can't go completely wrong. No, I think you're going to be fine. The Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audient and the Evo 16 audio interface. The Evo 16 is packed with eight award-winning Evo preamps alongside Audient's advanced converter technology which will make recording even easier and better sounding. That's right, featuring their signature smart gain level technology, a groundbreaking motion UI control system, and all the ins and outs for even your biggest sessions, the Evo 16 is a powerhouse interface. I've got to say, I'm a huge fan of that smart gain feature, and with eight inputs, you can perfectly set levels for a full drum kit in seconds. And with intelligent features like this and powerful, easy-to-use design, Evo 16 is a new way of doing things for music makers, home recording enthusiasts, and producers looking to up their interface game. The Evo 16 interface is suggested to retail at £399, €469, Euros, and $499 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. So where does that take us to? Item number four? Item number four. Item number four. 
So I, a while back, bought myself a um, Novation Peak, mm. uh, which is a polyphonic synth that I got recommended by a friend of mine who's a producer, or he's a producer, yes, but he used to sell synths and work with, with um, and he's like, hey, you should check this one out. And it wasn't, it was just came out. It wasn't very expensive. And it was probably the best investment I ever made in my life because 90% of my tracks are made on this thing. <laughs> wow. So it was so impressive. Um, I just, I fell in love with it. So I would definitely, but I do, I, I, I heard that they upgraded it. And they made uh, a new one called Novation Summit. Mm -hmm. So upsold. That upsold. So I was like, if we're going to go, we're going to go, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think we're going to go for that one, the Novation Summit. I don't know if you guys know it or heard about it before. Yes. It's a great synth. It's a fantastic it's synth. It's a great synth. It's yeah. a fantastic synth. So it feels like it could be a future classic. Completely. And because it's such a great price point. It is. I think a lot of people think that how could it be, you know, such good value for money? But yeah, it really is. You said you're using it for a lot of your tracks then. I do, uh, both for my Tech House tracks, but also mm. some of the more melodic stuff. Um, baseline wise, it's been so much fun to play with it because it really mm. has. Um, it's just really, it's such a flexible synth and it really has a lot of. How can I say it just, it's just creativity wise. It's just plug and play. You can, it's easy to play with and it's, it's, uh, you can come up with ideas really fast. It's got the whole effect side. That's really great when you're just mm -hmm. freestyling and so on. So it's, it's been like absolutely monumental to a lot of my tracks, especially some of the more melodic ones that I've been working on lately. So you use it polyphonically and, and for bass lines and stuff yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Wow. I've made like 700 presets and it's the only thing that would be nice is in general displays are just so small on some of these synths <laughs> that I really like so it's just it's like this big and it would be nice to have some bigger displays once in a while but 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 I don't know if it, the display on the summit is bigger is it uh, don't think so is it I think it's, it's just probably just still small isn't it it's pretty small. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I think it's the same one. It's virtually okay. the same one. It's got about Which, five, yeah. five or six lines of text. Yeah. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. So, yeah. but that's fine. I've, uh, it took me a while to get the whole yeah. Yeah, process, but I've managed. But yeah, I would definitely choose that one because I would probably be happy with that one. And that's it. Amazing. And so. But you also, you, you do have analog synths in your studio right now, right? I did. I, I do still have a couple, but um, mm. I'm more of a, I haven't actually, I bought some of them and I haven't even tested them yet because I just think they're so pretty. Like when my mm. wife asks me what I want for, for Christmas or for, I just asked her for analog sense and she thinks it's so, <laughs> she's like, you need to stop asking me to buy you equipment because it's super boring. I'm like, but that's what I want. So yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's just what I want. I can't. <laughs> so I do actually have, still have a couple. I have, um, a Prophet X right now, um, nice. which I love. And I had a, um, a mini Moog that was sold and I had a couple of different ones. So mm. a Nord lead, which is always nice. a solid classic. And I just bought a really, really nice M1 because I have, I have the plugin, but 
I'm a 90s house girl, 80s, 90s mm-hmm. house girl. And I just had to have this one in like just physical form. It's, yeah. And it was kind of like it needed some repairs, but I p- repaired it up and it's just sounding so yummy. So I have that one. It's huge. It's like yeah. it's taking up half the space, but it's perfect. All those old synths. So, I've, I've got one here and like a big old rolling thing. And like they just weigh a ton as well, don't they? They're so mm-hmm. heavy. Like, mm-hmm. But they're so pretty. Yeah, yeah. They're like the M1 is like one of those. It was a bit of a black slab, wasn't it? Like it was just a big chunker. But do you have a bit of a fondness to it? I just, I think it's weird because I just, I love the aesthetic of it. It's such, okay. it's maybe not the most beautiful. Isn't it? I think we say the Juno is maybe probably more or the Jupiter. They have a little bit more, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, when I look at it like a classic scent and I just have this nostalgic, I just, just they're so beautiful i just want to have them around to look at them my wife thinks i'm really weird <laughs> do you also uh i'm just i'm sensing we're quite similar here on this do you also have like yeah. a thing for any vintage electronics like yes. a game boy and things like that they they get me that, as well like, <laughs> yes yeah same, i have a bunch same. of them i have like um yeah and just I, I i love going to flea markets sometimes and just seeing what i can find yeah um that just aesthetically looks beautiful, but also has kind of some some kind of story, and I'll buy it and just mm. have it. So yes, I do have pre- all the Game Boys that I ever owned. I still have them. I gave mine away, and it's really annoying. I can't remember who I gave it to, and I gave it away a long time ago. But it was perfect condition, and yeah, and I do, I do miss it. Damn, like uh, there's such like there's something aesthetic about those those 80s and 90s electronics where they were really like. There is. Because everything's so simple now. Everything just looks like a phone, doesn't it? Everything's just a screen. Yeah. Whereas back then, all the buttons and switches, mm, yeah. <laughs> and they were more colourful and they were more, I don't know, there's just... <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Well, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. The M1 is probably not the prettiest of them all, but it just has so much history and there's so mm. many tracks that was made on this that I love so much so for me I think it's kind of a you know there's isn't there a saying where they're like they think like what, what is it called we have it in Arabic um, I'm gonna say it in Arabic and then explain what it means which means a monkey in its mother's eyes uh, is 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 a beautiful gazelle so like I think for me this scent is really beautiful because it's just it's means something to me so it's like my child kind of that's nice. Love that. Love it. And <laughs> is it mostly the sort of piano sounds you're gravitating towards, like the yes. classic M1 piano? Does it just stay yes. on the piano? or mm. And that yeah. organ. You've yeah. got to get that organ out as well. That. You've got to have an organ. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. There's so many great sounds on that. It's like, I just love playing it just sometimes and just having my own little jam session. Not even pressing record. Item five? Is this now? Item number five. Item number five. We're already there. Okay. Mm. Hmm. This is the expensive one that I was thinking about. I've never tried it. I've just heard about it. Mm-hmm. But a part of me was like, I, I have to have some kind of moog or moog. I don't know how. There's a lot of discussion how we pronounce it, right? Well, apparently, Robert Moog, he didn't care. He actually <laughs> he didn't, didn't care. care. No, he's just like, close enough, whatever. Okay. All right. I I was thinking I need to have the... Moog, Moog, one, 16 boys, um, and Alexan, which yeah, is up. <laughs> up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has a bigger display, which is nice. And that's, uh, that's in the 8,000 
10,000 something realm, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, around, yeah, around 9,000, 10,000. Thereabouts, yeah. Well, I mean, that is, it's a popular choice on the podcast because it is kind of like... I was going to say, and then I didn't want to be like a cliche, but um, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things if you have an opportunity to it. And again, my friend who has an incredible studio in Denmark has it, mm-hmm. so I was actually also supposed to play with it this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get lost in it. I've only played it at a trade show once and it was pretty mesmerizing. What would you want to use it for? What's the first thing you'd do if you, you flip on the the Moog One 16 voice, what happens? The thing is, every time I've had or bought a scent, I've just pretty much spent maybe a week or two just getting to know it. Um, um, just So I would probably just stick my headphones in it and just get to know it really well. I know that sounds really weird, but yeah. I just... Um, not at all. Because some people like to just plug and play, which I also do, but I'll buy a scent and not touch it until I'm done with another one which I feel, okay, we've gotten to know each other. I'm, I'm totally into what this is. And then I'll start playing with the next one. Well, like, I guess you can save store presets as well on the one, can you? Yeah, you can, yeah. So, I mean, like you said with the, the peak, and you, you said you had 700 presets. I mean, getting to know it and just saving sounds as you find them and stuff, that's kind of a cool thing to do, isn't it? I just start from A and go through all the presets and just play around and see what I found and find what I love and, and then take it from there. That's probably what I would do for like at least a week. Mm, nice sounds like a nice little holiday on that island doesn't it just a right. week yeah. <laughs> with my view yeah because it's a beautiful machine and and a lot of the tracks that i've heard that have been produced on it are just sounds so amazing so nice are there any standouts for you any any standout tracks where you're like whoa that is that's quite something i know that um well actually my friend Rune, who just did his solo album, which is an incredible instrumental album, um, that he actually used it on there. Cool. And um, I know that Anima from Tale of Us has used it on some of his latest tracks, which I think are sounding incredible. Okay. So, Fantastic. Um, he's done a lot of kind of videos on online and everything of him jamming with it. And it's just, it has such a presence um, and you can you can just hear it on the track. Like I saw them play this last weekend in Brazil, and I could instantly hear. I was like, okay, he probably made that on his Moog one because the sound is just so dominating. It's so wide and so like you know you just it's like a big personality in the room, kind of. Mm. That's a nice way to describe it, actually. I like it. Yeah. Um, so that takes us to the final item, right, Will? Yeah, number six. Number six. I think the next item, which is really important, is a is the chair. Because my back, I have a lot of back issues. I used to play basketball for many years. So I have to have a chair that works well with my back. I bought this, for example, this chair specifically here from a brand that that is good for back for your for your lower back. So I think I have everything I need, I feel. Um, I have the Moog one, I have the John, uh, the Summit, <laughs> John Summit, and I have the um, the monitors, the headphones, the microphone, the computer. So I have everything I need. I think I'm, the last, last item I'm going to choose is the chair. Wow. I mean, we usually throw chairs in as well, don't we, Will? But like, if, if this is a super specific one, I mean, what's yes. the dream? what's the dream chair then? Well, actually, it's funny because I've, I've tried some different ones and I haven't found the dream chair yet. 
but I'm guessing by the time I have my forever studio, I would have tried every chair in the world. <laughs> so, but uh, let's describe it then. You know, lower back support. Are we talking Herman yes. Miller style? That kind of is it? Herman Miller? Am I, am yeah, I making it's that up? Herman yeah. Miller. Yeah. I haven't actually. Um, that it would probably be that one. It would probably be that one because I, I I haven't had it in my own studio yet. But everyone that I know that has it has told me it is an incredible chair. It's the one. Yeah, it's the one. This one I have right here is from a Swiss company that um, it's actually quite nice, but it's quite warm. The thing that I heard about Herman Miller chair, Herman Miller chair is that it's actually quite comfortable. It's quite airy and in, a, in a country like Brazil, I'm going to need some, yeah. some, something that doesn't make me feel super hot. So we're yeah. going to go with that one. We're going to go with the classic um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Herman Miller chair. Love it. And and what, just in classic black, or are we going to get a different color? Or? No, we're going to go with white. Let's go with white. White. Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> Ice white. I like it. Um, So, now we have... Is it in other colors, now that we're talking about that? I mean, you could go in other color if you want. It's a Fantasy, Fantasy Forever studio. You know the podcast. <laughs> That's right. It's my... <laughs> I got two of those in one. That's excellent. Okay, I'm going to go with a nice pastel. Um, no, 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 no. We need to. Okay, this is really, really fun. Um, I'm going to go with a nice green. A green, okay. A hmm. nice green. That's one of my favorite colors. Grass, tank. What are we thinking? We're thinking tank. Tank green, like military green. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Nice. Like a, Love that. Cool. Like a khaki kind of green. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's better. Yeah, better way of putting it. Nice. Okay. So. Because they don't do them. Yes. We're going to stick. See, see, you gave me too many options now. <laughs> and now I don't know what color to fucking choose. <laughs> Option paralysis has kicked in. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's get Will to, to set the scene and recap what we've got so far before we talk about your luxury item. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, although we should, before we get there, I've got to ask you about your basketball career. Yes. Like, well, um, tell us more. What? Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, long story short, my, my dad used to be a basketball player. So as soon as I could walk, he put a ball in my hand and I started playing. Uh, and I was one of the youngest players to ever play, or actually, I think the youngest player to ever play in the Egyptian national team when I was a kid, I was 16. Whoa. So I started, uh, yeah. And I, I was, I was quite good. I was quite good. And, but the thing is, I think that, you know how it is, you want to make your, your parents proud. So I, I, I kept playing, but music just kind of kept pulling at me. So at some point I had to kind of choose. So, um, yeah, so I played, uh, in the national team. I loved it. I had so much fun. But I think when I turned around like 18, 19, I was just like, okay, this is, this is not what I want to do. I really want to just, but, which made my dad, of course, sad. But um, I ended up still playing a little bit. I kept on playing because I still, I still do play for fun. So, but at some point I decided, because you can't do, you can't do a sport like that and pursue music 100%. You just, it's physically impossible. So mm -hmm. at some point I decided that I needed to put basketball on the side and then really go for music. So uh, did, did your father play for the national team as well? Or He did, yes. Yeah. He did. Wow. So he must have been wow. super proud. He was very proud. Yeah. And he actually, he took, like, 
ever since I could walk, like he put a ball in my hand and then every chance I had, I was in summer camps and took me out of school for a whole year so I could just train. <laughs> so yeah, Whoa. yeah. Um, That's very cool. So it was, um, uh, I went to the States and we trained and everything. It was, we lived in Arizona and stuff like that. So I've tried um, a little bit of different things when it came to basketball and I love playing. I still do play again because it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, he was pretty proud. I think I know what the lux- luxury item might be now. <laughs> actually, there was two <laughs> options on the luxury item. This was one of them, actually. Let's, uh, let's do the recap and then we'll get to the luxury item, okay? Okay. You wanted to be near nature, but close enough to a city. So you've chosen the island of Iliabella. Yes. A couple of hours from Sao Paulo, listening to the waves in a 1960s minimalist structure a cliff top we assume with loads of natural light uh, your computer is a mac studio fully specced all eight thousand pounds worth of it uh, the interface is a universal audio apollo x4 your daw is ableton live 11 suite you've chosen some exquisite headphones here the sennheiser hd 800s you've also chosen for monitoring the adam s6x wall-mounted monitors. These are $50,000 a pair. Well done. That's your most expensive thing on the list. Um, and <laughs> With your help, by the way, with your help here. <laughs> oh, well, anytime, anytime. Um, for a microphone, you've chosen uh, very wisely a Telefunken ELAM251E. The first of two synths, you have chosen the Novation Summit. The other synth is a Moog 116 voice. And for your sixth item, which is not technically music related, but a very good choice nonetheless, a khaki green Herman Miller Aeron chair. Wow. Okay. Sound good? I want to, like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> when you recapped it like that, I was just, just I'm sold. Let's get to your luxury item then, because then this is the icing on the cake now for the studio. What were you thinking? You said you had a couple of choices potentially. I did, because again, I will at some point build my dream house in some place in Brazil or some place in, in so, and I, I am definitely going to have a basketball court because I love to play. I even go down, I found a court here where some guys play every evening and I love it when you go down as a girl and you just, you know, just, they're like, oh, you want to play a little bit? And so I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then, you know, you place a bet and then you just <laughs> fucking kick their asses. This is so much fun. I did that the other day. It was amazing. <laughs> I've done that so many times. It's awesome. I would have loved to see that. That's yeah. so good. You need to keep finding different courts, though, is the thing, right? Yeah. That's the thing, though, because then I become the gringa that like, kind of just like <laughs> takes everyone's money. But no, it, it's, it's always fun to, to do that. I love that. So um, I'm definitely going to have a basketball court at some. So that wasn't the luxury item because my luxury item is because it's been on my, actually, it's it's on my Christmas list. So I was like, I might as well, you know, bring it here. It's an express machine. I'm a, I'm a coffee enthusiast. Coffee for me is so important. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, and I've wanted to have this coffee machine for a while. So it's the, it's called the Lamarzoco, the Lamarzoco mini espresso machine. And we're going to take it in pastel blue okay okay it's an incredible machine and what's special about this machine well it's 
a little bit more expensive than some of the others. You could find other machines, but it heats really fast. It, because some of the other machines, you really you have to turn it on and it takes like, what, 20 minutes before you can get a cup of coffee. And by then, mm. I'm already anxious. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this one is a solid, it's fast, it's a solid machine. It, it's, it's like the top of the line. I'm still having, I'm still, I need to buy one for myself at some point. So I'm still getting into the whole coffee machine game. A friend of mine is like going to give me a crash course, but I know that this one is a, is, is a good one. What about the choice of coffee? What's your... It's funny. I would choose Brazilian, but you can't buy the good Brazilian coffee in Brazil. It gets exported out of it, out, all of it. Huh. Mm-hmm. I came here the first time I was like, I'm going to get Brazilian coffee. This is going to be incredible. Oh. I'm so excited. And then I found out most of the coffee gets exported. So if you want to buy a good Brazilian coffee, you need to leave it Brazil. <laughs> wow. Okay. Unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. So you'd be smuggling it into the country. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. You have to smuggle it back into the country. <laughs> but yes, I would definitely like good Brazilian coffee is, but you know, you need the express machine, the grinder, you need the whole kind of mm. setup. Yeah. Which is okay. hypothetically speaking, not a bundle. But yeah. we're allowed bundles when, with the luxury items. The luxury, yeah. Fine, because, yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Because I thought you guys might say that. And then I was like, well, I can't have a cover machine without the grinder, with all, all the supplements to it. Yeah, so if that's... that was the case, then I would choose something different. I mean, we've had, bi- we've had biohacked sushi trains and 127 feet waterfall. <laughs> and um, oh, wow. What else have we had? We, have we had like a robot barista or something as well, Will? So I think. I think Wait a minute. I think that. I think I heard that episode. It was... Yeah. Because I remember somebody mentioned coffee before, a coffee machine yeah. before. And I was like, like yes, that's a yeah. great idea. <laughs> well, then all that's left to do is round up and say thank you. I mean, we've got quite the incredible studio there with an incredible coffee. I mean, what's not to love? Um, so thank you so, so much for joining us. And thank you for listening and spreading the word about the podcast. We for very sure. much appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Well, Ashiba, thanks again. Such great choices. And I think that might be the first time we've had a pro athlete on the show, Will. First time? I certainly don't recall anyone else being like a secret pro athlete. Yeah, no. So, yeah. And we're not, we're not athletes, are we, Will? I mean, I'm not an athlete. Are you, you're a mathlete, though, aren't you? <laughs> well, look, okay, so... <laughs> Chris might be onto something here, because I've been thinking a little bit about the way that the Novation Summit came up again this episode and what we're seeing here we've seen we've seen the moog one pop up a lot of times i feel like that's a that's a steady bubble along the bottom of of what i'm going to describe as a data visualization (laughs) it's not a graph it's not a graph but i am i'm thinking about putting together a graph of the number of times that we see different choices come up over time and the innovation summit has come up again so this could be an interesting graph i might feel one coming on I, i might do one chris what do you think I think there's a, there's a niche audience out there for that to be a poster above somebody's bed. A single bed, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, to everybody listening, do feel free to email us if you have any other guests in mind or, or things you want to suggest for the podcast. It's uh, editors at musictech.com and, uh, and maybe if you email, you'll get, you'll get that, that graph as well from Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, Chris, uh, who do we have next time then? Well, next week we have South African electronic duo Goldfish, and it's going to be interesting with them to see how their wild live show, which is kind of a mad mix of electronics and live instruments, is going to affect their choices in the studio, because do they pick the live instrument, do they pick the recording gear? So, yeah, wait and see. 
We shall find out, I'm sure. So come back next time for another adventure into Studio Foreverdom. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.